the sixth episode of Movie Podders with myself, Brian, and my good friend, Ryan. How you doing today? Aye, not too bad, you? Yeah, not bad. Getting used to being up on a, a Saturday morning, I feel like I'm in a little routine now of this is what I do, get up Saturday mornings and and record this podcast. Like, Do you remember when all week you'd go to school and it was so hard to get up, but then on a Saturday morning you were playing football or whatever and it was easy to get up? That's what it's like. That's my working week. It's difficult to get up, but on a Saturday morning, I'm I'm excited to get up. Bright and breezy. That's it. Any? You seen any new films this week? I have not. No, I've I'm mm-hmm. going through a bit of a, a dry spell, which um, I'm not enjoying so much. But uh, I think I'll probably go in in the next few days or so. Uh, I'm off for a few days, so oh, nice. I'll probably go and see a few. Yeah, I went to see Valerian. So I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of a disappointment, if I'm honest. Gutted. Yeah. I just... What's really frustrating is, like, I feel like there's a good movie in there. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I feel like there's 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 enough, like, kind of cool characters in, in that to have a, a movie in there. I probably wasn't buying all the main characters. That's probably one of the biggest problems of the the film. Mm. Um yeah, yeah I, was, I think it's one of the concerns that I had from it at the beginning. Is I'm not entirely sold on Dean DeHaan, so uh, I wasn't sure if I would like the look of him. And from what I've heard from people, is he's not the greatest in it. So, or he doesn't. He's not the greatest for that role. Nah, he's because he, he's meant to be like this sort of cocky, like best agent in the like galaxy type kind of thing. And it, I don't know, it, it just doesn't come across as that at all. So. Yeah, disappointing is, is how I would put it. I think I'm being maybe a bit generous when I just say that as well. <laughs> anyway, we've got we've got a, a good show. It's a wee bit super heavy, superhero heavy today, guys. So we do apologise about that, but we can only sort of do the news that that comes out, sort of thing. So do you yeah. do you want to let them know what's what's happening? Of course. So today we're going to talk about, uh, again, as per usual, some of the um, biggest movie trailers that have been released. So we've got um, Mother finally got its full trailer release, Um, a little movie called Wonder and another one called The Death of Stalin. Um, We're also going to be talking about the first look at Cable from Deadpool 2. Uh, James Cameron's been talking about Avatar. Uh, Riz Ahmed's linked to the Venom movie. And um, Tim Miller is also um, going to be taking on a movie called The Neuromancer. Um, as well as that, we'll cover the usual stuff. So we're going to go through the rundown. And um, we'll talk about our favourite documentaries this week. Um, and take a, a look at some of your Twitter questions. So the first big movie trailer that we're going to talk about is Mother. Um, who's directed by Darren Aronofsky. Um, so the synopsis of this is a young woman's... Uh, who, young woman's life who's play, played by Jennifer Lawrence uh, with her husband Javier Bardem at the remote country home is challenged by a mysterious couple Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer who arrive and lodge with them um, what did you think of this trailer? Um, in general yeah I thought, it, I thought it looked pretty good obviously it looks, it looks kind of creepy um, it's kind of nice to see that it looks like Jennifer Lawrence is trying again mm-hmm. we've had a couple of sort of half-hearted performances from her when it comes to maybe her superhero stuff I would even maybe say the last Hunger Games as well um, so 
it looks like we're getting something from her that she's capable of, like things from things like uh, Silver Lining Playbook and Joy, American Hustle, those sort of performances that we got from her, which is kind of good to see. Um, I think everyone looks great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, my only concern is like with these creepy films, I have the feeling, and obviously I have no idea where the, the plot goes and where the story goes. It, it, it looks like me like where a lot of them fall short where like the first hour hour and an hour and a bit is is great but then it gets too full yeah do you know what I mean because it at first there's, there's, it, it just sort of implies creepiness and then it just it looks like there starts to a lot starts to happen and I'm assuming that that happens more so towards the end of the film so that's a little bit um, concerning but not enough to like put me off or anything like that um, one of the first thoughts I had, I watched this trailer with Amelia last night. And we were both saying how about the age difference between Jennifer Lawrence and, and Javier, and it made me think of that. Do you remember that Anna Kendrick tweet from about a year or two ago when she she said um, excited about all these up and coming leading men and their future on screen wives who could be born any day now. Like, cause there's like twenty two years between them, and there's a bit in the trailer when they're lying in bed, and it shows you Jennifer Lawrence's like wrinkle free face, mm. and then turns into like leather face Javier Bardem. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, and he's a he's a handsome man, but just like he looks so so much older than her. Yeah. Uh, see, a lot of people are talking about that, like the age thing, and they're saying that it's probably going to be some kind of twist in some way that. Something's going on, and he's not act, or he's not actually our husband, or something like that. But I, I, I'm not like the whole age thing doesn't bother me. See if it turns out that they are like a couple, or they're supposed to be a married couple, like through the, the whole course of the movie. Like that doesn't really bother me at all. So I've got no kind of concerns over that that party, um, the trailer, or that or of the movie in general. Um, but yeah, I, I was intrigued enough. It looks. Um, Looks like a, I don't know, a, a different movie that you'd probably expect to see the likes of Jennifer Lawrence and that. And yeah. um, it gave me kind of, kind of a bit of a vibe of something like Get Out. Yeah. Um, a wee bit. So uh, yeah, I, I quite like the look of it. I, I, I do. I can see what you're saying about how, like the kind of the third act looks like it might go a bit mental and. I hate it when movies do that. That like they do have like a first great part of the movie, but then it just goes kind of batshit crazy and you, it just loses the story. And yeah. It just goes all out for something a bit wild. There was something last year I saw that done that, and I remember thinking that that it was a great movie up until there was a, a like a switch, and then it just went crazy. So yeah, just yeah, yeah. And some movies do it really well, like cause obviously you mentioned Get Out there, and, and Get Out obviously it builds up more and more, but I, I don't feel like it ever got ahead of itself, Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, a couple of other points that I liked in, in the trailer, I loved, I don't know, if, I don't know my instruments, but I think it was a violin, some mm-hmm. sort of stringed instrument, I, the noises coming from that was really good, it was kind of creepy, and just right at the end of the trailer you just hear like the knocking on a door as well. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I did enjoy the whole, overall the creepy the creepy vibe of it, um, but yeah we'll see. I quite interesting. I never heard about that part where you're talking about Javier Bardem potentially not being. I mean, it does get the trailer does give away that he's maybe not involved, but he's he's either maybe been influenced by these guests at some point, 
Um, did the Simpsons seem to take a turn on Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, I, I was watching um, an episode of Movie Talk and they had um, Clark Wolf on it had mentioned something that she thinks is going to happen and it's that way now I'm going to be watching for it like through any trailers or when I'm watching a movie I'm going to be watching to see if this is the twist so um, she she mentioned something that she thought was going to happen and that was one of the things she says she doesn't think he's actually going to be her partner so we'll see but yeah, yeah otherwise looks good I think um, so the next one is for a movie called Wonder. It's directed by Stephen Chabotsky. Um Synopsis of this is August, or air quotes, Augie, um, Pullman, played by Jacob uh, Tremblay, is a young boy born with fa- a facial difference uh, who has been in and out of hospitals for years. With the help of his mother, Isabel, played by Julia Roberts, and his father, Nate, played by Owen Wilson. He tries to fit in at a new school named uh, Beecher Prep and shows everyone that he is just an ordinary kid, no different than the rest of the world. He strives to teach others that beauty is not just on the outside. What did you think of this, Brian? Um, I thought it looked okay. It's not something I really want to go and see. Um, I will admit, though, like if I do watch this, I probably will... Cry all the way through it, like because I know that they're going to like play, they're going to manipulate me with music as well in the background, and like I will. I, 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 so if I do see it, I probably will see. It. I think Amelia wants to see it, so we probably will go see it. She also has the book. I didn't know it was a book, um, so maybe I'll read that. That may that would if I read it and enjoy it, that would make me want to go more. Um, I'm, I I can never really buy Owen Wilson. In a sort of serious movie, mm-hmm. um, I really like Owen Wilson. Um, when he's in comedy stuff, he's I think he's quite a likable person uh, in general. Um, but yeah, I kept expecting them to play. Do you know that song "Wonder" by Emily Sandy? I kept expecting that to to be played in the background, but it, it wasn't. That disappointed me a wee bit. Yeah. I don't know that song, so I'm sing it for me. Um, I can't because of copyright issues. I don't want this uh, oh. podcast to get taken down. So right. that's, a, that's unfortunate, that isn't it? Aye, nice save. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm pr- pretty much the same as you. It's not a film I'll go out my way to watch, but if I watch it, I'm sure um, I will enjoy it. It's going to obviously pull in a lot of people's um, heartstrings or whatever it is uh, they they say in the business. But uh, yeah, like when I was watching the whole time, I was thinking, I was like, oh. Oh my god! Like you're just going to cry so much through this. Given that anytime you talk about a film on this podcast, you've cried at it at least once. So probably, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, looks alright. I don't know. I, I was it the what was it the film the boy was in before Jacob Tremblay? Um, was in something like quite big. I don't know if it was is like it, is it that's him that's in Room? Is it not? Is it? I I can remember. Um, so. I heard people like talking about him, how you think it's going to be a good up and coming actor, but these child actors never really. They'll do like a few movies and then they'll disappear into like nothing usually. So yeah, uh, he, I mean, yeah. He, was, he was he was excellent in Room. I, I don't think I saw that. Um, it's very heavy watching, so it is. It's it's a one showing kind of film, I think. At least for me, I, mm. I don't have any t- intentions of watching Room ever again. 
but I would recommend. I would recommend everyone watch it, especially. I mean, if you like films, then then definitely it's it's really good. But it's just so heavy. I don't know when you would find the time to sit down and depress yourself. Yeah, that sounds like a great time. <laughs> um, all right, okay. So we'll move on to the last one then. So last trailer of this week is Death of Stalin. It's directed by a name called, oh, sorry, by a man called Armando. I'm not going to pronounce his surname because I'll just murder it. Something Italian though, so just he directed Iannucci? it. I that sounds good enough <laughs> for me. Uh, so, Death of Stalin is a forthcoming British period comedy which chronicles events that transpired after the death of Joseph Stalin in 1953. So, we've got um, in this one we've got Stephen, eh, sorry, Stephen, geez, Steve Buscemi. Is <laughs> <laughs> his Sunday name? <laughs> Uh, Steve Buscemi, Jeffrey Tambor, Jason Isaacs. Um, so we had a brief chat about this one already. But what did you think of this one? I, I thought this looked great. Yeah. Um, when you first click on the, tra- I, don't, I never knew anything about this. When you first click on it, there's a opening, opening sort of credits, and I'm like, oh, I don't like the look of this. But then, just that first scene, though, the exchange with the two guards, when Stalin <laughs> drops dead, I was just like, I was. I was like sold on it already, and then, then the next scene I think is Jeffrey Tambor shows up, and you and then so I've bought bought into it even more. Who seems a lot of the comedy was coming from him. He just mm-hmm. he looks great in it. Steve Buscemi looks fantastic in it. I think, which is so kind of refreshing because I'm so tired of seeing him in like crappy Adam Sandler movies. Because he used to do really good stuff, and then does I mean. I'm sure he's getting a nice paycheck from Mr. Sandler. So that's why he does all the movies. But it's so good to see him like actually acting again. Um, mm-hmm. It's from the same guys that did In The Loop. Uh, mm. And you get... you. I think you can tell that when you're watching... When you're watching the trailer, it has that same sort of feel about it. Um, I loved it. Obviously, it's set in Russia. Now, normally this is something I don't like about movies. But I think because of the, the comedy and the tone of it, I love how like they're all just get English accents and American accents. Mm-hmm. They're not even no one's even trying to do like any Russian accents. Normally, that's something I don't like in movies because I think it makes it less authentic. But I think just with the sort of style of this film, I think it fits really well. Um, so it was a film I knew nothing about, but it's something now I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I, I was the same as well. Like I've knew nothing about it at all. I think I maybe saw like a thumbnail for a trailer for it, but I didn't like watch it or anything. I just didn't know anything. And then um, when I watched it, there it was, as you say, that that first like an intera- interaction with um, those two soldiers like so good. Like that's I feel like the comeback he uses on the soldier is yeah. something I would use on people. So <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the the comedy in it, the humour in it looks like spot on. It looks like right up my street. Um, and as you say, I, I, that's that's something like it's always a big bugbear for me is people not using appropriate accents for the movies that they're in. But I think it does work from what we could see in this yeah. that uh, everybody's just using either their own accent or something close to like their their own accent in it. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, overall, this is one that I'm like is highly anticipating now because there's not many comedies that, that I'll kind of go out my way and see. I'll just if there's a comedy, like I'll go and see if it's on. If there's nothing else to watch, but there's never really too many like 
dedicated to comedies that I'll make my time for, but this will definitely be one, I think, whenever it is out. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think just now as well, most of the the funniest movies that we have just now are, aren't comedies first, there are other things mm-hmm. first. Like, I mean, Gardens of the Galaxy movies are, are really funny films. But that's not their that's not their main goal. Yeah. Whereas you get some some of the comedies now are absolutely dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, Baywatch. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. How is that a comedy? No. It's just toilet humour and not done well. We all like a wee bit. I would very much agree with you. We all like a wee bit of toilet humour now and again. <laughs> um. So we've got some other trailers we'll quickly run through, but obviously those are the three ones we picked out of the all the trailers we've been out there this week, so those are the ones we would recommend most, but give them give them all a watch. Uh, the first one is Same Kind of Different as Me, which is about this couple that finds a homeless guy who's a bit grumpy, and then they, they make this bond and relationship, and everyone becomes a better person because of it. That's I feel that's the plot of the film. Um, Gunshy, which has got Antonio, um, what's his name? Antonio, yeah. This looks awful. Basically, some sort of actor or rock star or something, and his wife or fiance gets kidnapped, and he has to somehow save them. It looks absolutely awful. Um, nice. Uh, one called No Officiate, I think is how you see it. It's about a, a covenant. Uh, a convent, sorry, uh, of nuns. Um, I thought this actually looked really, really good. Looks really heavy though, and um, but the the acting in it looks great, and the the sort of tone in the movie and the, like where the movie looks like it's going. I I actually really intrigued by this film. And I probably will definitely go see this one. Um, the Wild Wedding, which I'm going to give you the cast, and you can decide whether you think this would be a good movie. Patrick Stewart. John Malkovich and Glenn Close. Yeah, yeah, I would be up for that. Looks absolutely garbage. <laughs> Patrick Stewart is wearing some weird curly wig all the way through it, which is just ridiculous. It's about Patrick Stewart's marrying Glenn Close, and John Malkovich is the ex-husband who's been invited to this wedding. Mm. He's going to like Walker Donnell. It's meant to be a comedy, like for everything that the death of Stalin makes comedies look good this is the how it's done wrong at least <laughs> that's what it looks like to me uh, there's one called In Search of I don't know how he says it's in a, a Fellini um, about a girl who her mum never let her out of her room till she was 20 then she goes to Italy and finds herself and, um, it doesn't look like a bad movie but it's not something I'm interested in at all and then we've got a film called Smilf <laughs> which I'm assuming is um, single mum. I'd like to fornicate. <laughs> um, this looks okay, actually. So it does. It's sort of like a, it looks like kind of quirky, um, sort of no, those sort of half serious, half funny films. Uh, actually, I thought it actually looked all right, but it's probably one I'll see if I've got the time. I won't. Pro- I probably won't make time for it, but I'll probably check it out if I if I've got a sort of spare. A spare day to go to the cinema. Nice. So that's them. Um, give them a wee check out, guys. Let us know which ones you like, which ones you didn't like, anything you want to see, sort of thing. So we'll go into the news now. Um, 
few news stories. One, the first news story is is from off the back of our first news story last week. We've got the first look at Cable from Deadpool 2. Obviously, Cable's being played by Josh Brolin. And so we had our first look. Ryan, what did you what did you think about it? Happy with it? Disappointed? Um, I'm, I am a bit mixed on it. Uh, I think I'll probably have different views from you because you're going to be going off of what you've seen in comic books in the past. Um, whereas I've not got any kind of real experience with them in comic books, so I can't. I've not probably. I'm not. I've not got the same image in my head as them. So, yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't look like what I thought. It would look like I. I still have in my head somebody like Stephen Lang, um, as being uh-huh. cable and that that kind of look. But at the same time, I'm not. I'm not overly. I'm not like unimpressed with it. Um, it just looks like a guy with a metal arm and a glowy eye. So. Um, who's quite buff, but uh, yeah, it looks alright. Um, it's not going to change my expectations at all for Deadpool two. So uh, just hope. Mo- I just hope more than anything that he's kind of got the banter or whatever to go with Deadpool. Like again, I don't know how much he does have, but I imagine he's a bit like Colossus was in the first one um, to an extent. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I don't really. I, I'm not overjoyed or unimpressed it's just looks alright but I imagine you're probably going to have different views because of what you've read in comics and whatnot. so I'll let you take the floor with it Um, I, 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 there's some parts of it I, I really like and there's, there's, there's only one thing really that I, I don't like and it's his size like mm-hmm. Cable's massive like he's got like a full foot on Deadpool and he's about He's just, I mean, he's so broad. And so I was kind of hoping that he was going to be this sort of huge, towering figure. And obviously, it's not CGI, it's not just like Colossus, so you can't just do that. But, I mean, how many years ago now? Maybe eight years ago, they made Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, really small. So the, the, the technology's there to do it, surely. We're eight years on from that. I don't know, maybe seven years or whatever. The, the ability to do that is even greater so that that's a little bit disappointing but not enough to make me like throw all my toys out the pram I really like his arm um, and the way that it's sort of you see it going into his neck like in the comics Cable's arm's a bit a bit more like um, Bucky's mm-hmm. arm yeah uh, and I like that it's different I like that it looks a little bit more mechanical um, that's just not for any reason other than I think it looks cool um, one of the cool things that I, I was res- listening to a podcast the other day and, and they were talking about how like they sort of just fear it, theorising what could come from this and obviously he's got a little teddy bear and he's um, on his sort of like side doesn't he or he's yeah. holding it I'm not sure like people started like sort of guessing like maybe that means we'll get a Hope Summer story at some point because he was essentially raised Hope Summers, so um, he was sort of like our babysitter kind of thing, and so it'd be cool if that happens. I, that makes me really excited. I hope I, I, it's probably just a nod to the 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 comic I spoke about last week, Messiah uh, uh, Messiah Com- Complex, 
but if we could get Hope Summer's story, I'd be, I would absolutely love that. That's one of my favourite stories in, in X-Men comics. Um, in terms of what you said with the humour with in, with Colossus, I think it will be similar, but Colossus is sort of more like, not dumb, but like, like Cable's a lot more switched on than, than Colossus, mm-hmm. and it won't be the same sort of... Like, if, Cable's, I'd imagine Cable's going to be really blunt with him and really sort of forceful with him. Yeah. But I think it will be, I think it will be, be, be kind of similar. Aye, like, Colossus seems like he was a, a bit of a kind of Boy Scout type thing, whereas I feel like um, Cable's probably going to just be, as you say, a bit more blunt and upfront with him. But I think he'll, he's still going to be that kind of dry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. That way, so. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, Cable is Cyclops' son from the future. <laughs> so he's yeah. <laughs> so he's older than Cyclops, but he's younger than him at the same time. <laughs> just to just to confuse the life out of you. Um, the next story: um, James Cameron reveals that Stephen Lang uh, is the villain for all four Avatar movies. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? You just obviously mentioned Stephen Lang saying you wanted his cable. Yeah, yeah, I think he he would have been, and I think probably partly like that is altered how he's used in Avatar. Probably maybe to an extent, maybe a stretch, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm happy he's in it because I I thought he I really liked him in the first Avatar movie. I thought he was one of the best bits about it. He played a good villain. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad that he's returning, but at the same time, I, I suppose there is an answer to, to what, what I'm going to say, but at the same time, I'm not happy that he's been announced that he's in all four movies, because then it takes away some of the, the risk involved with him, because you know he's going to come back, so it doesn't matter if he gets killed in the second one, you know he's going to be back for the third and fourth. Um, yeah. But I suppose, like, they, they have, I think there has been, like, mention, or there's, you would assume in that world that live in, there's, there's cloning going on so they could always just say that he's been cloned and you've got multiple yeah. Stephen Langs kicking about so um, overall though I'd say I'm happy but I'm glad that he's back because I thought he was good in it yeah yeah I mean it's an interesting point you made there about cloning because I'm assuming that's how he's in the second one because spoilers like Natari kills him in the first one mm-hmm. when she fires two big two of the biggest arrows like and these like they're huge, they're like the, the size of people. <laughs> and um, I mean you're right though. He, he, he probably was my favourite character in the first Avatar. Um, just that sort of like so committed to the cause sort of thing and like like a, a soldier. Um, um, I really enjoyed him. I, I I think I would have preferred to not know he was in any of them and have him show up as in, the villain as in, in the third one. Or in mm-hmm. the fourth one, in, instead of instead of that he's announced in all four, surely there has to be uh, other villains. Uh, what I would have quite liked from Avatar is obviously within it is it was it the Natari? Was that what they were called? The um, sort of race of people. But I, I don't. I'm not too sure what they were called. But the, obviously, there was different tribes on Pandora. And I would have liked to maybe have seen a, a like a, a conflict with one of the other tribes. 
is mm-hmm. like a is like for one of the movies or whatever instead of just I mean and maybe we'll still get that maybe because obviously with movies now a lot of times there's, there's there's multiple stories going on in the one film and so maybe we'll get like a tribal conflict with one other one other tribes and Stephen Lang is maybe doing some maybe he's in with one of the other tribes or whatever and trying to I don't know just kill Jake's Jake silly do you think we'll see Stephen Lang as is it the Natari? I'm just going to... No, gonna, the Navi. The Navi. Do you think we'll ever see him as a as like a Navi? Yeah, just when you were talking about that there, about the tribes, I think that could be something that he could do. Like, if he's got a clone, then the clone's using um, an avatar from a rival tribe and trying to do in Jake Sully's lot. So, yeah, just when you say that, that, that kind of occurred to me that that could be a, a possibility. Um of doing that just to try and act as a mole as such and yeah. bring them all down within so yeah that, that'd be a a good way to go about it but they keep talking about it's supposed to be an underwater one this one are they not oh is it I mean and, and they're going to explore different planets as well aren't they yeah I think so yeah so uh, I'm not sure how that will work exactly maybe we'll get different maybe we'll get different sort of aliens as well that people use as avatars Maybe, maybe we'll get the Navi being using avatars of humans. Mm-hmm. Maybe Think about that we'll one. Just like flip it right in its head. No way. We should be directing this. Step aside, James Cameron. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like the Avatar films. Um, I think the most exciting thing that comes out of them is just the James Avatar. James Avatar. James Cameron. <laughs> this should be his name. No, I wouldn't be surprised if his his name is now James Avatar Cameron. Um, James Cameron is just obviously. He's always the person leading with new technology, mm-hmm. and I imagine we're going to see some in these films. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, that's what I was going to ask: Is Michelle? Did Michelle Rodriguez' character die? I think she did. I think she got blown up. Yeah, I think her plane or whatever it was went down. <clears throat> she went down with it. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, not the biggest Michelle Rodriguez fan, but I actually really enjoyed her in Avatar. I think it's because she wasn't playing a really grumpy person, like. <laughs> Was she not? I thought she was just like another kind of military grunt type person. No, but she was quite friendly. Like she was mm. the one that she was the pilot that took them into the to the the sort of I don't want to say island. They're like floating islands, aren't they, and stuff? But yeah, she was the one, and she was she wasn't like do you know how like in every other film she's in, she's just like oh, my life's so hard, and I'm just going to be mean to everybody. She she wasn't like that in in uh, Avatar. No. No, nah, she was alright, but I think it's because she had a small enough part. But her face was still tripping her the whole time, I think. I don't yeah, think she it's once. just the way her face sits, though. You can't get on it for that. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, we've got Riz Ahmed, who you might know him from films such as Nightcrawler or Rogue One, is in talks with Sony to join the cast of Venom. Um, Variety have said it would be a popular Marvel character. Um how do you feel about this and do you have any any sort of ideas as to who who it may be? No, no, I don't even know where to begin for who it could possibly be. Um, I've liked him in everything he's been in, so excited that he's joining the cast. Um, but no, I've, I don't know where to begin as to who he would be playing in it. Um, but so far, like for, for Venom, like they're, they're building a good cast there, obviously with Tom Hardy as well, so... Um, Overall, happy with the news of it. Um, not really much more I can say other than that, you? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, Riz Ahmed, and I, I'm the same as you. Anything I've seen him in, I've, I've really enjoyed him in. Um, they should probably try and do this movie with just British actors now. Just yeah. get really good <laughs> British actors in. In terms of who it could be, um, I, I, I was trying to work out who Sony owns. I think that's the difficult thing. So, the sort because there's still a confusion as to whether this is going to be part of the MCU just with things that Amy it's Amy Pascal isn't it and Kevin Feige have have said in regards to these move these sort of these Sony universe that they're trying to create um the sort of two main names kicking about are Carnage and, and Craven the Hunter mm. um Carnage obviously a Carnage or Carnage versus Venom or Venom versus Carnage whatever way you want to phrase it movie I think will come if this one's successful. I just don't see them going in straight away with it. Although maybe maybe he is playing Carnage and maybe it's just that he's only got a small role in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, Craven the Hunter, I know, is a popular character. I don't actually... I haven't actually read that series, although I did actually just buy it the other day. Um, so... I'll maybe give that a read, but yeah, I don't know because the problem is I don't know who Sony who Sony owns in terms of rights, and it's because it's not going to be. It's going to be one of their characters anyway. There's no way that even if it is linked to the MCU, there's no way Kevin Feige is giving them a big a big character. Yeah. To start in that to first appear in a Sony film, which it, that won't happen. Um, but you know you're right. The cast is is looking good. Hopefully they'll add a, a couple of a couple of other names on it. It's, and and I think that's maybe the most encouraging thing about these because obviously when when they first announced it, I was just like I have no interest in a Venom film that Spider Man's not in. But you bring on Tom Hardy's Venom and then you bring on uh, Riz Ahmed and you start to it starts to look up a bit actually. So here's hoping. Yeah. Um, you need to bear with me with this one. There's a wee bit of reading to do. Um, <laughs> so we've got Deadpool the original film, director Tim Muller will take on adaptation of William Gibson's 1986 cyberpunk novel Neuromancer. Henry Dossett Case is a low-level hustler in the dystopian underworld of Chilba City, Japan. Once a talented computer hacker, Case was caught stealing from his employer as punishment for his theft. Case's central nervous system was damaged with mycotoxin, leaving him unable to access the global computer network in cyberspace. A virtual reality database called The Matrix, cases unemployable, suicidal, and apparently at the top of the the hit list of a drug lord named Wage. What do you think about this? First of all, um, just in terms of Tim Muller directing, and then maybe second of all, like what what do you think the sound? How how does this movie appeal to you? Um, well, as Tim Miller is director. I, I, I'm not too sure. I've, I don't know that. I'm trying to think of the movies of his that I've saw. Obviously, Deadpool. He's done a great job of that. So, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel about him doing that. I can only go on and what I've saw and what he done with Deadpool was really good. So, I suppose, yeah, interested to see what what he does with it with something different other than. Like a Marvel or DC film, so yeah, interest, interested enough in him um, directing it. As for the like the pre- premise of it, um, I'm not sure. It's I'm not sure really what to to make of it at all. It's um, 
just because the word Matrix is used in there, my mind's instantly thinking of the Matrix. Where yeah. and, uh, it sounds like, though, this is maybe where the Matrix got that word from. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's right, actually, because that's... There was, it's like, 19, loads of... 1986, this book was... Aye, uh, there was loads of talk that it, the Matrix had pretty much ripped off something, so I wonder if this is what it was talking about. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm not, not... I don't know, I would need to see a trailer or something just to see how they go with it. Um, as I said in, like, previous podcasts, I'm generally always interested in stuff that's like dystopian futures and yeah. all that kind of stuff so um, interested enough to, to see what they do with it but I, I probably would need to see a trailer or something before I would have any kind of real excitement for it Yeah, yeah, no I'd agree with a lot of that but in, in terms of Tim Miller, just a wee bit more background on what he's done, obviously he done he done Deadpool which was actually his first feature film Um he did visual effects on Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. He was assistant director on Thor The Dark World. Um, so, so, some of his stuff. I, I'm, the reason I'm quite excited about Tim Muller doing it is because obviously he was meant to do Deadpool 2. Um, um, and he... Now this could go either way, but obviously there was a bit of sort of confrontation between himself and Ryan Reynolds in terms of where they wanted the movie to go. And so... There was sort of a mutual parting. Now I don't know if that was a if that was you never know if that's is an actual mutual parting or if it's Ryan Reynolds has said you're not directing the film anymore. It does sound like it was mutual just the way they've both spoken about each other since. But I kinda like that he's sort of strong willed enough to know where he wants to go with a movie. Yeah. Which I think is quite good for a director to to say like to, this is what I want to do, this is where I, I see this film going and just with the, the sort of complex nature of what this plot sounds like, I think you sort of need someone like that um, so that kind of makes me a little bit hopeful I, I really enjoyed Ted Pool too I, I felt like he handled sort of comedy well, he handled I mean, he's got Ryan Reynolds so it's maybe that's a bit easier to do when you've got someone like that but the action in Deadpool was really good as well so I'm I'm kind of hopeful for for Tim Miller and, and not just with this but just it sort of in general. Um, I think it sounds really good. I, th- I mean, just because of obviously like you you said the Matrix sort of concerns you, but obviously the the Matrix is sort of like maybe it's not meant to be a dystopian future, but that sort of almost not so much virtual reality the Matrix, but the same sort of kind of idea. Um, obviously we spoke about. We sp- we spoke about Ready Player One before and how that's like a virtual reality thing as well. And this sounds maybe more that people live in it. Maybe it's maybe just more of a real life situation when you're in it, and not some sort of fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm quite interested in this story and um, what it's about. If anyone's read New Romancer, and if it's any good, let us know. Let us know if it's if it's a good uh, good book. Yes, but we'll we'll move on to the rundown quite a wee bit to to run down here, and so we'll 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 read all that out, and then we'll sort of just say anything that sort of stood out to us, what anything that we're interested in. Uh, so we've got uh, Morton uh, Tildum is on to direct Exit West. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy director James Gunn says that Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three will be the last with the current lineup. Uh, there was a new image release for Ready Player One with Parsifal and Artemis. Uh, Netflix buys Muller World. 
Universal has announced Friday, June 28th, 2019 as the release date for Cowboy Ninja Viking. Uh, this is a feature adaptation of AJ Lieberman and artist Riley Rossmo's image graphic novel. For those who don't know, Chris Pratt's starring in that. Um, there's been some concept art for Batman's Plane and the Justice League. Um, Kurt, Kurt Suter and Nick Jonas are the latest additions to Chaos Walking, directed by Doug Lyman. Lyman. Uh, Mila Jovovich, I can't say her name, <laughs> uh, will betray the Blood Queen in the new Hellboy. Uh, Ellie Fanning, Timothy Shamalet, uh, and Selena Gomez join Woody Allen's next movie. Um, I think at the moment Allen hasn't released any sort of any other details about this film, so. No idea what it's about. Uh, Nicole Kidman is in talks with uh, Karen uh, Kusama uh, to star in Destroyer. Uh, Empire had an exclusive look at Pennywise from the It movie. Uh, The Russo brothers informed us uh, of the beginning of filming of Avengers by posting a picture on Instagram with the caption beginning the end. Um, And Donald Sullivan Sutherland joins James Gray's Ad Astra, also starring Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones and Ruth Negger. And then out this week we've got A Ghost Story, Annabelle Creation and Overdrive. Um, I would stay as far away from Overdrive as possible as Scott Eastwood is the main, he's uh, the lead in that film. Uh, Not a fan of Scott? He is absolutely terrible. He is, I think, I'm sure I had a conversation with Sarah once, and she sort of, she, I'm sure she hates people who just get acting jobs because they've got famous hmm. dads or mums or aunties or, or whatever, and he is a prime example of that. I, I listened to this podcast once, it's called We Hate Movies, they sort of take, take a movie they don't like and just tear it apart, and one was, it was Suicide Squad one week, and they talked about how Scott Eastwood has, has no presence, and he's just like, if he's wearing a baseball cap on screen... Like his presence is so bad that you just see a floating baseball cap. You don't actually see <laughs> see anything else. Do you know what I mean? No, like because he's because his dad didn't have to say anything on screen, and he sort yeah. of he sort of carries this like m- most of the time he's like in a really bad mood, but he sort of carries this like really good presence. Where Scottish Wood is, he's dreadful. So I could act better on Scottish Wood. Maybe not have as pretty a face as him, but do a better job at the old acting. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I went on a wee rant there about Scott Eastwood. <laughs> As you may have told guys, I think he's rotten. <laughs> um, what, what about you? What what sort of film stood out? What stood out to you in terms of that? The the, the down there. There was actually a few this week. Um, that that did the the first one, which um, was actually this morning. Um, it was released was the I think it was this morning, maybe last night. I'm not sure, yeah. but it was a picture of the from Ready Player One. Um, after our chat about it on previous podcasts, I went and read it, and like I'd, I've actually not been able to stop thinking about it, like about Oasis and all that type of stuff. So um, I was quite excited to see a, a picture from that. But we we were talking about it before, and I think um, it was Collider that were posting a picture of it as well, saying that um, it looks like they're taking a kind of departure from the book. So I'm not sure how I feel about that, but that excited me just getting a look at. Um, more from the movie um, Netflix buying Miller World thought that was quite interesting hopefully I can't remember somebody tweeted it to us actually but yeah, it was I Libby. think it was Libby yeah. aye um, 
but I, I, like, I forget um, Nemesis. Like, that would be. Have um, you read Nemesis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, so yeah, that that was something kind of excited me. Uh, the Cowboy Ninja Viking. That was something as well. I remember here ages ago that Chris Pratt was cast, yeah. but, but then I not heard anything. So I was wondering if it was actually still going ahead or what. So yeah, it's good to hear that that's actually um, getting a, a mention again. Um, and then I think probably same as yourself. The um, seeing like the the first image, although no idea what to make of it for Avengers Four, with like just that glove. Like I don't really know what that's supposed to be or what, but yeah, exciting to see that they're they're getting working on that already. So uh, yeah, there's actually quite a, a lot this week that I was quite interested in, um, like the look of you. Yeah, some of the same stuff as you. I'm, I'll just go over my quick opinions on them. One that you, you never mentioned was just obviously James Gunn saying about how Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be the last with, with this sort of cast. I don't think it'll be the full cast that departs from it. I think it will be like, like so Chris Pratt and Zoe Zeldana. Um, I think it's e- it'll be easier to keep Rocket and Groot because mm-hmm. like I know Bradley Cooper plays Rocket but he probably comes to work for about a week and he's done it. Yeah. So, um, it kind of made me think who we, we could get as a uh, a guardian, and obviously the the most obvious one is Adam Warlock because of things that have sort of transpired over the last few movies. Um, I would have said y- Yondu as well. Um, won't go too much into that, but I don't think that will be the case anymore. So I'm kind of interested in that to see who would maybe be, who would end up being in the Guardians of the Galaxy, because I, I think we will get more of them, even if it is a different sort of line-up. Has uh, Nova been part of the Guardians? Yeah, so is Iron yeah. Man, so is Venom. Yeah. I think the thing is at the moment as well. Oh, really? Yeah. We're not going to get that, mm. though, because obviously Fox won't give up the rights for Fantastic Four and have essentially killed it. So they have. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that Marvel don't even write Fantastic Four comics anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, the new image for Ready Player One featuring Parcival and Artemis obviously it, it is really interesting in terms of um, how much does that change the story. Um, there's, there's other things on the IMD page that, that the story's different. There's, there's characters in there that weren't in the book if you look at the IMD page as well. So. Um, it really is really interesting. I still have enough hope, hope for that though. Um, mm-hmm. Same as you, the fact that Netflix have bought Mother World. I actually replied to BB on on our account and said, if it does mean I get a Nemesis movie, then I'm all for that. Especially with, I think Netflix do do gritty, uh, and sort of dark really well, and it would need to be sort of gritty and dark for those who don't know what Nemesis is about. It's essentially the Batman story in reverse in terms of this young orphan billionaire whose parents are killed instead of growing up to be a superhero he grows up to be a supervillain um, with the same sort of um, like training and abilities as Batman and instead of wearing like a, like all black he wears all white um, it's, it's a really good it's a, it's a one off comic and it's really good uh, but I think it, most likely that's going to lead to sort of like a kick ass TV series yeah, I think that would. I think that is something that will come, come from that because some 
people started talking about Old Man Logan and things like that, which I, I don't know how the X-Men TV rights fit. If they're with Marvel, I think then maybe you would get something with Old Man Logan, but I don't know, does does Fox hold the TV rights for X-Men stuff as well? I'm not too sure, so I don't know how that will work. Um, and then the same as you, the Russo brothers with the, the post in the picture. Obviously, it's just a glove with, you see, four fingers. And so does that just mean there's four fingers because it's the fourth Avengers movie? Does it mean mm-hmm. that? Does it mean that? Obviously, I think a lot of people were like, "Well, maybe Hawkeye dies because the gloves purple." People are saying Captain America. Somehow, Iron Man's come in there. It could also just mean, though, the fact that as Avengers four, maybe it's the last Russo brothers movie we're getting directed as well. Yeah, I think it will be. Yeah, I mean, because they're going to have done four by this time as well. So there's a lot of things it could mean. Um, but it's just, it's just. Um, sort of interesting and obviously we don't know anything about Infinity, Infinity War yet so it makes guessing even even harder kind of thing yeah but yeah loads of stuff even Don, Donald Sutherland joining that Ad Astra not so much because he's joined it just because I never knew about this film and it's, some, it's about um, obviously Brad Pitt Tommy Lee Jones Ruth Negga's in it it's set in I think it's like space detectives and stuff like that Um. I did read what it was about yesterday, but I've completely forgotten. Um, in terms of this week, in terms of movies, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll actually get to see any of these just because I'm a bit behind. Yeah. In the cinema just now, um, I, I do want to see a ghost story, but I feel like it's, it's something I'm going to have to build myself up to just because it looks incredibly heavy. Um, and Annabelle creation, I'd have to find somebody to hold my hand <laughs> to watch it. So we'll see. I saw Campia saying it was actually quite good. I've, I'm, I probably won't go and see it because I've not saw any, any of those like series of films probably since the first Annabelle movie. Um, I've not saw the, the Conjuring was, or anything in a while. The first one was the Conjuring, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but like the first standalone Annabelle movie. Um, so I probably won't see any of them. I'll, if I see anything, it'll be probably Atomic Blonde or Valerian. I'm not sure, but. That's probably what I'll be seeing if I go and see it in this uh, week. Um, we're going, to, me, and my brother, and Amelia. We're going to go see Atomic Blonde uh, on Tuesday night. And I have a cheeky wee Nando's as well. Oof, nice. I know. So let's move on. We'll move on to our favourites. What we, what's happening this week with favourites? Aye, so this week for our favourites, um, we decided to go for something just a wee bit different. Um, I was mentioning to you that the. Uh, Al Gore's like hooding out pretty much the new going about all the different radio stations and TV stations and whatnot, um, talking about his uh, new film, which is an inconvenient sequel, obviously a sequel to an inconvenient truth. So we thought this week we'd talk about our favourite documentaries um, that have been released. So we'll do your usual. Um, we'll both mention what we think is probably our best one, and then we'll give some honourable mentions and have a little have a little chat about it and see what we think about it. Eh, how's about that? That sounds amazing. Um, my favourite, my favourite one. <laughs> I don't know if favourite's the right word because a lot of these ones are pretty sort of dark and sort of make you sort of think about things. But the one I would pick would be Bowling for Columbine. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? 
Yeah, it's on, that's on my list. Um, for me, it's one that we mentioned, I think maybe it was last week you mentioned it. Um, uh, I can't remember when it was. I think it was last week. But uh, there is a few that are right up there, but for me, it's probably it's probably cheating a wee bit, but Senna again. Yeah, I've got Senna um, on my list. Yeah, just, I, I, I love that that movie. It was just so good. And um, yeah, I, I would put it on my list for best documentaries as well but I do also I've got Bowling for Columbine on mine as well any other ones you want to mention? Um, I've got quite a few I, I could have had a list this length of my arm with sports documentaries so I tried to I just added a couple because um, I, I didn't really know where they f- fitted in this sort of discussion mm-hmm. um, but I've got one called The Imposter it's just called yep. The Imposter have you ever seen that? I've got that, yeah. What a creepy... That, <laughs> that is so... It's just especially because you think the guy's creepy and then the longer it goes on, it's like, well, wait a minute, is this family? Aye. What's happened to you? Um, you should, guys, you should definitely watch it. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, Super Size Me, I really like... Um, what's his name? Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, I like Morgan Spurlock. He's also got one called Manscaping, I think it's called. Um, or like, uh, or manicure or whatever. Something about like men, men's grooming. Um, but I, I like his documentaries in in general. Uh, one that I like but I also hate is a uh, Blackfish. Um, about the killer whales in Sea World. Mm-hmm. Um, undefeated, which is an American football one. Set the the next four are sports movies, sports ones, guys. But I've got another one to add on, but I just need to find it. Um, Senna, four days in October. Um, and the Armstrong lie. Uh, right. But I just thought of one. We were I just thought of one. We were talking uh, my Scientology movie, which is actually just out a year or two ago. Uh, we Lou through. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Nice. I don't actually have too many. I don't have any of those ones apart from the imposter. I don't think. Um, I was saying to you before, like I'd went through a spell like years ago where I'd watched pretty much every documentary on Netflix, and I was like heavily like knee deep in conspiracy theory ones and all this type of stuff. So I had quite a lot of them um, that I, I used to watch. But I'll just run off some of the ones that I've got that you've not mentioned. Um, another one that was right up there for me was they they actually made a, a movie out of it. It was Man on Wire. I don't know if you saw that. I've not seen it, but I know I know what you're talking about. Um, that's quite high in a lot of people's lists. Man on Wire, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love that one. Uh, Inside Job, I've got that as well. That was about um, I think like insider trading and things like that. Um, mm. Food Inc. Um, Paradise yeah. Lost Three. I don't know if you saw that one. I've seen Food Inc. No, I've not seen the, the other one. Food Inc. is good, actually. Paradise Lost 3 is like about these three boys who get convicted for a murder. But then I think it's like one of these ones that's a bit like making a murderer, um, if I remember rightly. Um, so I would check that one out. Uh, another one, Tall Hot Blonde. I don't know if you saw that. It's yeah, like, I have that. It is a bit mental. Aye, aye. It is... Because I never re- like obviously there's a bit of a bit of a reveal when you find out what's happened and I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a, a kind of creepy one as well. 
Um, other two, the last two I've got, I'm not too sure if these are if these are like actual documentary movies or if these are things I've just watched on YouTube, so I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, the Zeitgeist movie, I don't know if you've ever seen that. No. Uh, and all this change, the 9-11 conspiracy one. Like, I'm proper watch like hundreds of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was one. Actually, another like one as well. Again, I don't know if this was a TV one, but um, 102 Minutes, It Changed America. I don't know if you saw that as well. No. Uh, I think I think that one's TV, so it's probably not included in the list for movies. But, uh, yeah, all of them. I could just sit and watch them like all the time. I just I love stuff that kind of challenges your perception on things. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, that's why a lot of them are on there for me. No. Yeah, one that I just remind, remembered when you said Tall Hot Blonde there. Um, have you seen the Catfish yeah. documentary? Not the TV show. The TV show's terrible, and I'm <laughs> I'm pretty convinced that a lot of it's made up, um, which actually sadly made me doubt the movie since I've, since the TV show's been on. I don't, I'm hoping the movie's real. It's, it, it's not as creepy as Tall Hot... No one near as creepy as Tall Hot Blonde. Um but yeah, as I said, my, my, I love a sports documentary in terms of, like, so, the, especially the ESPN ones, I don't know if they fit into this category, though, because, I mean, they last, like, two hours, they're, they're movie length, and they're, they're one-offs, so it's not like a little series of documentaries, but, um, my favourite one out of them is Four Days in October, which is a baseball documentary, Um yeah. You should watch it. It's about the Boston Red Sox and they won the World Series, but they oh, were oh. they were three 0 down in the series and then went went on to win it four four three. So good. Not a fan of the old Red Sox, so. Oh really? Um, oh, you're a Yankees yeah. man. Uh, well, I'm a Cubs man, but um, I, if I was to pick one out there too, I'd pick Yankees. I went to Yankees Red Sox game, and I was. Oh in... well, that's quite a that's quite a big. I don't know just the cash, you know. Yeah, it's like a Rangers Celtic. Manchester, yeah. Manchester United, Liverpool, Barcelona, Real Madrid. So it's There's not the same animosity there, though. Yeah, because um, they all sit amongst each just... other. Aye, <laughs> and it was roasting, and hey, yeah, so... there, like, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you suck. <laughs> like just <laughs> terrible, like the things they shout. I was at a game. Uh, I was at a, a soccer match in Seattle once, and it was actually Seattle Sounders against Celtic. Um, Celtic Football Club, and it's. Not to get into our football preferences, but myself and Ryan are not fond of Celtic FC. We prefer the the blue side of the city. Right, oh, the uh, good side. Yeah, yeah, the, the right side. Um, <laughs> anyway, and the the Celtic had a free kick, sort of outside the box, and and obviously there's a wall on on it. And the guy in front of me leaned into the I don't know if it was his girlfriend, if they were courting, dating, whatever. I don't know. And he leaned in and goes. So this is like a PK, but with a barrage. That's just like, <laughs> that's like, no. <sighs> all, kind, all kinds of wrong in that <laughs> sentence. So, American sports. <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. I'll they never forget me. that. Somebody called, somebody called Salmon a Sasquatch as well. So that kind of made me, <laughs> that made me happy. Uh, nice. Anyway, we'll move on from, from a uh, football chat. Yeah. Um, I know the Premier League starts today. I'm quite excited about that. Football season starts first weekend of pre-season for NFL as well. So, um, Amelia's just get going to be married to me, and her life's going to be <laughs> miserable for the next six or seven months with sport. 
Um, <laughs> so we're, go- we're going to answer some Twitter questions. We've got a few um, again today. We'll, we'll answer them as, as best we can. This is going to be our longest episode, guys. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> um, so we've got first uh, from Official Papa Doug, who says, "Who is your favourite Marvel or DC movie character, and why?" Okay, uh, I've kind of got two answers to this because you got. Do you have a Marvel one and a DC one? No, um, I'm taking the the question kind of at face value or, or whatever it is you the, the saying is. But it's like, did they mean comic book character or movie? Because if we're talking comic book character, then it'd be Batman, and then from a movie th- side of things, it'd be different. So well, he says it, movie. Does it? it? Says who is your favorite Marvel oh, or sorry, DC yep. movie character? I take it back. Apologise. Yeah, that's my mistake. Yeah, because in the and it, when it comes to comics, nobody gets close to Batman in my opinion. Yeah. Like, but the movies yeah. is different. I feel that like the movies. My professionalism is ever like at the forefront here. Shouldn't I read <laughs> our questions clearly? Uh, for me, then for the uh, movie side of things, it, it's I'm kind of split. Like I don't know. Cause for me, it's either Cap or Iron Man, just because they have like the biggest story arcs, I think, because yeah. they've, they've had like the most amount of standalone films, but I think they've had the best story arcs as well. And like Cap for me is somebody who I didn't... I think, I think when like, they st- announced like, the original movies and stuff that were coming out, and especially because the first Avenger wasn't my favourite at the time, like I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. But after seeing Winter Soldier, it made me like... Um, first Avenger more and uh, um, yeah just changed my overall kind of perception of that character so um, those would be the two for me that stand out as being my favourite Marvel or DC movie characters you? Yeah I mean Cap's my favourite character in in the superhero films Um, by the way just so you know uh, Papa did a wee hashtag said if it's not Deadpool you're wrong um, but but for me Captain America is and I think you're right the, the, in terms of the if you, you said Iron Man there and I love Iron Man as well and if you look at their, their first two movies um, the first Avenger has nothing on Iron Man mm-hmm. but then I think it, Iron Man 2 is probably my least favourite movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, and the Winter Soldiers, it's a, probably my top three. I think it's in a lot of people's top three, unless you just don't like Cap. I know I've got a few few friends who just don't get Cap at all. And then Civil War is great. Now, obviously, Civil War's aided by the fact that there's so many characters in Civil War. Obviously, Iron Man being one of them. It, um, I I just think he's you're right with what you said. There's a good point. Like this, the the sort of story arc of those two characters, they've, they've developed them more than maybe the others, and and they've set them up to be leads. So maybe that's why we like them more because they've certainly been in a, a sort of a, a an agenda from not an agenda. That's maybe not the right word. But Kevin Feige made Iron Man was our lead in these films, and then maybe in the last five or six, it switched to Captain America. Mm-hmm. So these guys have been set up as, I guess, the ones we're, we're drawn to. Um, yeah, I, I love Cap. I actually like him in the comics as well. I, I would probably have to mention Batman as well. I think the thing that makes it more difficult for Batman to be up the top is because we've had up and down 
not so much performances, well, yeah, performances as well, but movies as well. Like, so, and we've not had, I think we only know one Iron Man and we only know one Captain America. So I think it's mm-hmm. a bit more easy to like to get attached to those characters. Like I think a lot of people would say Hugh Jackman is their favorite. Uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, would to, would be what up there for being people's favorites. Yeah. Um, and Papa, in terms of Deadpool, Deadpool is fantastic in the movie, and this would, thankfully we don't have a lot of listeners at this stage because <laughs> this would upset like people. He's only okay in the comics. Like I, I've not read enough I, 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 don't think, I don't think Deadpool comics are that good. Um, I don't know if it's because they're a bit silly and that, like, and I'm I, I'm not that interested in sort of silly. I'd rather read a slightly more serious tone in my comics than than uh, than old Deadpool. Yeah, so I've, not, I've not really got the not read enough of them to know that. If he's how good his comics are or anything, but as a movie character, like he is, he's great. Yeah, um, amazing. Just, he's a different type of character to what what we probably put down as being our favourites. So yeah, and, and and with Deadpool, I never knew how he was going to work on a movie, like a full a full length movie. It was one of my friends brought it up to me. My mate Mick, he 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 was the first person to say that to me and. Made me think like actually when you when you read the comics it's so full on, yeah. Like could you handle a full feature length movie of it? And actually, it was amazing. Yeah, like, it, it, it was so good, and like I think everyone's really excited about a new Deadpool movie, which rightly so. Um, that Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds was obviously born, as they say, to play to play Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, but we'll move on. We'll move on to the next one, and we'll get a couple more questions in before we depart. Before we hit hour two, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, there's they can they can people can split it up through the week. Listen, it'll be bit on Monday, a wee bit on Wednesday, whatever. Aye. Um, so, uh, at Amelia Sophia has asked greatest movie soundtrack. Yeah, what's I've your got... what's your opinions on that? Uh, I've I've got a few for me. I, I don't know. Like, I'm finding it hard to actually pick out. I thought it'd be quite easy because I thought, oh, this is easy. It'll be Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Even um, I thought, yeah, it's a simple choice. But um, obviously, I've done a quick like Google just to try and give myself some inspiration. And there's actually quite a lot of like soundtracks that like I love and I've listened to probably more than what I've listened to like the Garden of the Galaxy ones for right. or somehow. So um, I'll just I'm just going to mention a few of them. I don't know if I've got a favourite. But I'll just mention like some of the ones that um, I've taken note of. So, um, obviously, Guardian of the Galaxy one and two. Um, I actually think I prefer the second soundtrack more than the first now. Um, I think the first one holds different kind of memories for me. But yeah. I think I prefer this. I think it's a better soundtrack. The second one. Um, more recently, Baby Driver. Love the soundtrack in that. Yeah. Um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Got that down as one. Uh, Snatch. Uh, train spotting. Yeah. A movie, movie called Singles, which oh, is features one. a lot of like all the kind of grunge stuff that I like. Uh, and then Into the Wild because it's Eddie Vedder pretty much on it. So, um, yeah, those are my, my main soundtracks that I've got. I don't know if I can pick one though. That's my favourite. That's the only thing. I don't think I can actually answer this question. You? Um, I, I've got a lot of the same. I've got Pulp Fiction. I've got Kill Bill. I've got. Um, oh, nice. 
I like the I like Django. I've actually, I mean, I think Tarantino in general's movies soundtracks are are really good. Um, yeah. um, in terms of Reservoir Dogs, I don't really remember the, the full soundtrack, but obviously everyone remembers Stuck in the Middle, mm-hmm. like the the torture scene. Um, yeah, I've got I've got Train Spotting. I've got Garden Galaxy Volume Two One. Um, the most recent Tron movie. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. not a great film, but I really enjoyed the Daft Punk, the Daft Punk uh, soundtrack all the way through that film. Um, Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the music in Blues Brothers. For me, the I've got yeah, I've mentioned Train Spotting. For me, depending on the week, it would probably. And obviously, these are more recent films, but it would be Guardians of the Galaxy one or two, or Baby Driver. And I think the thing that takes it over the edge. I mean, just go, sorry, just to go back, Edgar Wright, even like Scott Pilgrim, Edgar Wright is good as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I think the thing that takes it over the edge with, with those three movies for me is that, like, th- those songs were always going to be in those movies. And so, like James James Gunn, films the scenes to the music, and that's what Edgar Wright did for Baby Driver as well. And so, I, I get that when I when I was listening to the soundtrack to those movies, I feel that the music belongs there, maybe more so than any other film I've ever watched. And so, I'm quite visual when I listen to music. So if if I can relate a, a song to like a, a scene or anything like that, I kind of enjoy it a bit more. I don't know if that makes sense, and so that that's probably why those three would be at the top of top of my my list, and depending on the week, I know what you say. I, I, I appreciate what you say about Volume Two, as well. I, I think the way I, I think the Volume One is maybe slightly better, but I think Volume Two has better scenes attached to their songs. Like my favorite song out of both Volume One and Volume Two is like "Come a Little Bit Closer," mm-hmm. with Yondu uh, when they're escaping. But again, it's just that because I can visualize that full scene when I'm listening to that song, and that sort of just makes me the sort of enjoyment of the music even, like even greater. Yeah, see, I, I can I'm kind of the opposite when that where where it's for the first one, the music is more attached to scenes for me, and like if I'm listening to the playlist, uh, so listen to the soundtrack, like from start to finish like I can play the movie out in my head and I know like what's happening at that point in the music whereas I maybe don't have quite the same attachment as I do with the second one um, I think that was some like good shouts so like Kill Bill is a really good one like I love the soundtrack for that um, and Scott Pilgrim as well and I think Scott Pilgrim it's all it's like it's a soundtrack but it's all it's own music it's not like yeah. using other people's songs so uh, yeah the sex yeah. bob arms that's so good <laughs> yeah um, we were speaking about this before, like like using it being soundtracks as in it's been like actual songs as opposed to a score. Like the only one I want to throw in just for a score that I would like to mention is Lord of the Rings. Like I could just listen to that soundtrack. I know it's probably not a great one to sit down and listen to in a, a Sunday afternoon or whatever, but uh, I love the the soundtrack for Lord of the Rings. So I would like yeah. to mention that. No, that's fair enough. And I, I'd imagine one time we'll probably pick my favourite scores is. Probably just have a. Well, do we could do like? Is it, is it Den of Geek or is it? Who's the? Maybe it's just called Movie Fights. Who are the guys that do Movie Fights? Mm, no idea. You ever Pro- seen it on YouTube? No, I know like they talk about it in 
movie talk. You can take the team and I think it is just movie fights, but could, I'm not 100% sure. You could just have a, a John Williams versus Hans Zimmer. Movie fights. Mm, I think I know who wins that one. No, do you, well, yeah, I picked John Williams. Yeah, <laughs> easy. Um, but yeah, no, some. I think maybe we don't appreciate how important music is in movies. And I, I don't know if we've, I don't know if it's just we've spoke about this or we've, we, we've mentioned it on the podcast. But um, Suicide Squad has some fantastic songs in it. Really good music in Suicide Squad, but it, it's terrible. Yeah. Like if you just listen to the Suicide Squad album, you would be like, "Oh, this is a this is a great soundtrack." And but then if you listen to it in the movie, it doesn't work at all. Yeah. And so I think that I was trying to take those things into account as well when I'm talking about the soundtrack. It has to be good in the movie, as well as in the. As well as just if you're just listening to it after you've watched the movie, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, agree. last question is from Benjamin Goodwin at, at Benji R. Goodwin. Uh, ever watched a bad B slash straight to DVD movie that was actually, which has actually been awesome? Um, we've got to be honest with you, Benji. Um, lots of our answers may not be B movies <laughs> or straight to DVD, but we'll try <laughs> to find things that were, at least we found bad or like. Or was fought bad by everyone, but we loved for whatever reason. Um, what what did you come up with, Ryan? Yeah, so I've got quite a short list um, of it. Uh, as you say, some of them I'm not sure if they're classed as B-sides or straight to DVD. They've probably been blockbusters, but uh, uh, what I've got on there is what one would be Conair. It's not a great movie. I think most people generally like it, though. I think it's probably one of these kind of cult movies, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't um, think it's a great movie. But. As Simon Pegg's character from Space would say, it's the best movie in the world. Because what is it like? You've got John Malkovich for the acting. Mm-hmm. Um, something to do with the action, and then something that I can't remember it completely. But he's got a free <laughs> he's got a threefold reason as to why <laughs> why it's the best movie ever. Um, I think that what that means is you should all watch Space to find that out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Connor. See, it's not a great movie, but I love it. I could sit and watch it all day long. Um, Tremors. Remember yeah. watching that when I was probably too young to watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Evil Dead. Oh, I've just I think thought I, probably, one. I think I probably would have been classed as a B movie. Uh, one from when I was in Australia. Yes, I was in Australia. Uh, did you did you move to Australia, Ryan, or did you go I did, yeah. on holiday? I, no, I moved there. You sure you never just went on a really long holiday? How long's a holiday last for? Well, how long were you there? No, how long's a holiday last for? Last some people go on holiday for a full year. Were you away for a full year? No. Were you there six no. months? Yeah. Did you get a job when you were there though? Uh huh. I had multiple jobs, but I just didn't keep them. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for <laughs> raising that issue with me. He never, so, guys. He never went. He never moved to Australia. I did. Never. You I went. lived. I lived by my. Well, I lived in somewhere not with family, <laughs> and I paid rent. So no, that's not true. Who was your roommate? Who was your housemate? My sister and so my big brother's pal. So your sister's no family. Uh huh. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have. This is an issue for another time. We have, we've got friends who will 
concur that you'd never move to Australia. Yeah, well, they can suck it. <laughs> so, uh, when I was there anyway, we used to go in a video shop and get DVDs, and there was always one that I wanted to get, but I'd never got it, and I was always raging, and then eventually I got it bought for me for Christmas one year, and it was Mega Shark Giant Octopus. It's quite horrendous, so, but at the same time, you can't stop watching it. Um, and then another one, um, I'm not too sure <clears throat> if this was like a big release or whatever, but it was again, it was from, I think it was early 2000s, it was a film called Deep Rising. Nobody big really was in it that I can remember. I think the woman who plays Jean Grey in like the X-Men movies. Uh, so taken as well, is she? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just a really bad movie, but it was one of these ones I just kept watching like all the time for. A good good while ago, but bought it for like a Christmas or something, and yeah, watched it far too many times. So yeah, I didn't really have too many there, but that's my my main ones. What about yourself? Yeah, I, mean, I had Tremors as well, and I don't know why, but when you said Tremors, a movie came into my head that I didn't have on my list was Starship Troopers. See, I did think that, but then that was a big release as well, so I, I wasn't sure whether or not. But it's terrible. Yeah, but it's, it's I, I love Starship Starship Troopers. Especially yeah. when you get older and you realise like the humans are the bad guys, <laughs> like and they're mm-hmm. all dressed like Nazis, Aye. like you know, something I never took in when I was um, a lot younger. Again, that I was I watched that when I was like a young teenager or a young even a child, and probably shouldn't watch that film at that age. Um, that I didn't think this was a B movie list, but it was sort of like sort of doing a wee bit of research on like. List of B movies just to see if there's any I'd seen that enjoyed in. Masters of the Universe came up mm. on the list. Um, so if it's if people are saying it's a B movie, then I'm claiming that it's a B movie that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it is, then I will concur with that. Love a wee bit of He Man and Skeletor. There's actually a great Skeletor uh, t shirt on Querty right now. They only just like sell their t shirts for two days. There's a really cool one on, on Querty just now. Um, I've got a film called Sharktopus, which I may have watched with Benji. Um, didn't enjoy this film. I'm just, I was just trying to think of B movies <laughs> that I'd seen. My problem is I don't, I don't like B movies. B movies aren't, aren't for me. I remember I've never seen Sharknado, but I remember when Sharknado came out and how everybody watched it and everyone was like, "This is amazing! This is so good!" Whereas I just had no interest in that sort of thing. Um, so some other bad movies that I've watched that and. I enjoyed. There's a movie called The Condemned, with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> which is really like a poor man's like battle royale or or Hunger Games. It was out before Hunger Games, but I think it was influenced by battle Roy- battle royale. Basically, like those, they're all sort of like, I think they're all bad people, and the this TV show takes them onto an island, and they're all going to fight each other to the death, and it's getting broadcast all around the world, but it's in, like, South America, because they're not allowed to do it in America, in North America, so that, obviously, with legal issues and all the rest of it, and it's terrible, Vinnie Jones is, like, the main villain in it, which, obviously, again, tells you the standard of the quality, (laughs) but, um, yeah, for whatever reason, it just ticks my boxes, I enjoy that film, um, Another fighting one is one called Blood and Bone, which is about this ex-convict that comes out of prison and then gets involved in like like street fighting and sort of works his way up until he's like until he fights the main bad guy at the end. Um, the action's pretty good in it, so it's kind of enjoyable just to watch the acting. The story's terrible and the acting's terrible, but 
just the the fight scenes. There's loads of them. So, um, and then another Stone Cold Steve Austin film, which obviously we're discovering that Stone Cold's my favourite actor. <laughs> um, one called Damage, where it's kind of like underground MMA fighting. Um, again, it's it's terrible, but I kind of I quite liked it. So that would be nice. my movies. Um, but yeah, guys, that's us for today. Sorry to have uh, kept you for so long. Um, although there is a wee bit we need to cut out, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> we've got a couple spoilers. We've got, got a wee a wee announcement to make today as well. Would you like to share with the people, Ryan, or do you want me to share with them? Nah, you buy it in. I buy it in. Okay, so we've we've decided to add an, another little segment into our show. How that will quite fit in? We'll probably when we do these, we won't do them every week, but when we do it, we'll probably won't do favourites that week. Um, but next week we're going to we're going to do a thing called movies with friends. So we're going to this is where we need you guys to volunteer, uh, just to be interviewed. We, we're going to set up some questions just about maybe what's your favourite movie, least favourite movie, favourite actor, sort of these sort of things. We will give you a list of the questions before before you come on to the show. <laughs> but next week we'll our friend Craig is going to be on it. He'll be the first one. Um, he'll be interviewed by Ryan. That's correct, isn't it? You're interviewing him. Is he? <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's going to be here with me, so using my equipment, so... Okay. It'll be easier if you interview him. Um, yeah, so he's he's going to be he's going to be the first one. Um, but if any anyone who listens wants to get involved with that, let us know. Um, even if we don't know you, maybe you will... Like, if somehow we've got some randomers listening to the podcast, and then let us know. We'll, we'll see if we can get you on and give you a wee interview. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, thanks thanks again for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it this week. Um, again, you'll find us on um, TuneIn, uh, podcast.com and iTunes. Actually, as well, uh, there's a one called Podbox that we're on as well. Did, I don't know if you knew that. Nope. <laughs> that was my brother. My brother was just like, "Oh, I downloaded this app to listen to you on it." I was just like, "We're not on that." He's like, "No, you are." I was like, "All right, <laughs> fair enough." All right. Um, so there you go. We're also on that, and then um, yeah, at, at Movie Podders uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us, like us, comment, um, share our, share our content. We'd appreciate that a lot. Again, thanks yeah. for listening. Anything else, Ryan? Nope. <laughs> Ah, nice and blunt. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.